Hello, hello, hello. All right, so I wanted to talk today, a couple episodes ago, um, I had talked about what we do to apply for a mortgage loan and went through the basic application process and what that looks like. So I wanted to dive in just a little bit about some of the things that go on and I want to just do these kind of in little steps. So today I'm going to talk about employment and employment history. And it's really interesting because there's a couple different things when it comes to employment history and it's uh a little bit of a misunderstanding that you have to be employed in the exact same job for two years in order to qualify for a mortgage loan, and that's just not the case. Uh, The mortgage loan itself is happy if you have a two-year employment history, and some of it comes down to just that you can hold a job, that you actually have the ability to hold a job. Now, with that being said, you being a student, a college student, actually will go into that too. Uh, So let's talk about leaving high school going to college and having that be what your path is. And there's different careers that are going to come out of being a a college graduate, school teacher, doctor, lawyer, uh, engineer, business management, any of those things. It really doesn't matter necessarily what your college degree was in. Uh, Underwriters have to see college transcripts. I've only had one underwriter in my career want to know uh, why your grades were so low, and but I've sent a lot of college transcripts in, and an underwriter has never questioned C's and D's. Anyways, so let's let's walk down that path first. So graduate from high school, I enter into the college uh, scheme or uh, scene, and maybe you get a job, maybe you don't. Whatever your situation might be, I don't necessarily care. Let's just talk that you didn't have a job and you have just been going to college. Fast forward two years and you graduate with your associate's degree in something and you just decide, you know, I want to enter the workforce. I I kind of am done with this. And you get yourself some awesome job working in a medical facility doing medical billing or something like that. And you're making 15 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week. Now, keep in mind, I'm explaining to you the process, not necessarily well, the cost of living is so high and interest rates are so high and mortgage uh, home loans that I have to be able to to obtain for the purchase price of houses out there. It's just, it's going to be crazy. Let's just, let's just not get into that. Let's just not dive into that deep of, of a subject here. It's, it's going to be, all right, I'm making $15 an hour. I'm working 40 hours a week. Sure, I find a really good deal on a house and I can buy it. And the panic is I've got to be able to work full time for two years before I can even buy that house. And that's not the case. We get your college transcript showing that you have at least a two year history of going to college full time. Even though you weren't paid, you're still in our eyes, in the underwriter's eyes, going to college full time is basically just an unpaid job. You are still putting in a lot of hours. And in some careers, you're putting in a heck of a lot more hours than 40 just to get through your classes. And just throw in the fact that you might have a part-time job. That's huge on top of going to school uh, full-time also. So we get the college transcripts that show that you have had a two-year college history. And then from there, we get you started on your job. And we just need 30 days of pay stubs and obviously qualifying and all that jazz. So having just a college education isn't going to stop you from having a uh, ability to qualify for a mortgage loan. You have the ability to qualify if education is what your past was before you jumped into your job. Now, the cool thing about some careers you leave, uh, you uh, 
and college with. Uh, let's take a school teacher, for example, because most of the time a school teacher is a contracted uh, profession. There are some loan programs that you can graduate from college in, say, May. That's kind of a standard graduation time. You can graduate in May, and then you can actually start in August for your new job, and you really could buy a house during those summer months before you actually start your job, as long as it's within a certain window and certain loan programs, and we just qualify you off of that contract salary that you're going to be receiving. That's pretty cool, too. Uh, so there's there's options to be able to get into a, a, a mortgage loan with college education being your past. So don't have that be a, a reason why you're, why you're not starting to uh, jump into the, the idea of buying a home. Along with that, uh, there's there's some interesting things that go on with employment history, and it comes down to what what kind of jobs have you had. Now I'm going to explain two different things. They're the exact same thing, but two different reasons, like two different logics behind it. Is and I preface this with there's no. Uh, I'm not trying to offend anybody by using these jobs as a as a, an example. But if I'm working as a um, store clerk at, let's, let's say McDonald's. McDonald's is a pretty popular food chain. If, I, if I'm working at a very entry-level position at McDonald's and I compare that job to, say, a medical doctor, just, just kind of slightly different. Different credentials, different education, different skill sets, obviously. And... Or if I want to compare somebody who is um, shoveling the dirt out of the bottom of the the trench that we had to build to lay water pipe, and I'm going to compare him to the guy that's running the loader, different skill sets. One's an entry level and one's maybe just a little bit more uh, up the totem pole per se. So I'm talking entry level jobs compared to maybe I've climbed the totem pole just a little bit further. Let's talk down that path and why maybe an employment history is a misunderstood part. And uh, all right, so I take a position at McDonald's. I am, I'm just helping take the money at the beginning and or doing orders. And then from, I, I'm there for three months and I hate it. So then I decide that I'm going to go work over at another restaurant and I'm, I'm fine. I'm there for three months, but I don't really like it either. And then I jump over here and I'm, I'm actually going to go help my buddy that's an excavator. And I'm going to go shovel the, the bottom of the trenches out, just do their final grading uh, while he's running the skid steer or whatever he's doing. And then, oh man, after four months of that, I don't really like that. So I think I'm actually going to go over and see if I can help my my friend in his roofing company. So I'm going to go over there and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to shingle some houses. And so you jump on the roof and you shingle some houses for four or five months. And you're like, oh man, I I really don't like that either. You know what? I got a little bit of money saved up. I'm just not even going to work for two or three months. I'm just going to sit and do nothing. Okay. So now I have a little break in my employment. And then you know what? I think I'm going to jump back in and I'm going to get another job and. And uh, I think I'll go back to McDonald's. That was fine. Whatever. I got free ice cream because I worked there. So now I'm going to just go back to McDonald's. And um, I, now I'm here for about a year. So add that all up. Let's just say if I did my math right, I've, I've worked for two years. In all those jobs, if there isn't a gain in your employment, an underwriter in certain loan programs will have a heartburn with that. They'll have a hard time with that because they're not sure you have the ability to hold a job 
long enough to be able to be financially responsible. Okay, so that's that's scenario one. You're bouncing all over these places with more of an entry level job, and and you're not holding that job for a long period of time. Sure, you always have a job, but there's not really a gain between one. Maybe you're making ten dollars here and eleven dollars here, and back to ten dollars here, and now to twelve dollars and ten, and you're just not really seeing a gain. You didn't get any benefits. You don't have any four hundred one ks. There's really just no gain in those job jumps. That scenario is kind of a rough one. Okay, so now let's let's go the other direction with a bunch of job gaps or excuse me, job jumps. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to start at McDonald's. It's a good little position. I love talking to people and I'm going to uh, stay here for a little bit and I'm making 10 bucks an hour. I think you can make a lot more than that at McDonald's right now. Crazy, but yeah, you can. Um, okay, so I'm at, at McDonald's. I'm making $10 an hour. Some guy comes in, buys a, a a big hamburger and says, Hey, you know, you're a really nice person. Do you want to come work with me? I, I need somebody to come help me estimate, uh, some, some jobs that I'm doing and I can teach you how to estimate because you know, you seem smart. So you leave and this, this person offers you a job that here, you're going to make $14 an hour. So now you've gone from $10 to $14 an hour. Spectacular. And you jump in, you work there with that guy for three or four months and you loved that job. You thought it was wonderful. And then he decided he just didn't, maybe he didn't need you. He, things slowed down and he didn't need you anymore. And you just decide, well, I'm just going to get another job then. And as you're looking, uh, there's another company that needs something close to your same field. So you're like, hey, I, I kind of know a little bit about this. So I'm going to jump over there. They're super excited because you have the experience you did, even though it was a short period of time. And they're like, hey, you're making 14 bucks an hour. We'd love to have you at $15 an hour. And I'm actually going to make you um, the, the foreman of estimators. I don't even know if that's a real thing. But you're, you're going to be the big guy on the hill here of the estimators because we have so much turnover with these. And I am doing really good at making this crap up as we go. So this is really good. But um, now you're making 15 bucks an hour and you really like this. And uh, And he promises you that if you do really good after three months, he's going to open up your benefit opportunity and maybe set you up a 401k so you can have a retirement. And so fast forward three months and, uh, and he offers you that and you've got a 401k and you've got benefits and it's awesome. And you're making $15 an hour and you're feeling really good, even though that's not a very big wage. That's okay. You're, you're paying rent to your mom in the basement. So you're happy. You're good. Uh, and then fast forward, say six months, you've been on this job and you're out, in the the market and you stumble across this guy and he needs an assistant for his business he's running and he says hey you know what you are an awesome person you do a rock star job i want to pay you twenty dollars an hour full benefits i'm going to pay all your benefits i'm going to give you your 401k and you're going to have a company truck and uh, a cell phone allowance and so come work with me okay that's great okay so the difference I know my time frame probably wasn't two years, but I'm going to stop here so it's not just a bunch of rattling. This this changes just a little because I've gone from 10 to 12 to 14 to 15 to my, my pay has increased at each one of those jobs. I've job jumped no different than this one over here to this one over here. I've jumped just as many times, but every time I jumped, I climbed a little totem pole. I increased my income. I gained a benefit. I gained some retirement. I gained a position greater into a company. That's something that underwriter is okay with as long as we can show there's a gain there on, on some loan programs. Um, 
I would just caution you with a lot of job jumps. Obviously, if there are a lot of entry-level positions and you're just trying to figure out where you're going to go in life once you're entering the adult life, or maybe you've just really struggled working with people and you just can't quite find where you fit, just, just keep in mind as you job jump around, make sure there is going to be a gain. Years ago, when this rule got put in place that we couldn't move jobs more than three times when in a two-year period of time unless we could prove there was some sort of a gain, um, there was no gain in this particular client's uh, situation, but she worked in a very hostile work environment, and it, it's... Uh, it, it wasn't good for her to stay there anymore. So she actually took a pay cut to change jobs. And she had moved jobs just enough that we had to deal with that. And she just wrote a very simple letter that just says it was a very hostile work environment. She could no longer be there. And we were able to utilize that letter to work around that employment history being just a little bit of, of a trick for an underwriter to review. Be cautious of employment jumps. Be cautious of... Um, not having it be an increase to salary, an increase to benefits, an increase to a job title. Maybe it's still a little entry level, but you're going to be up a totem pole faster than where you were before. That is something to just be cautious of in the employment history world. But do not ever not try to buy a house with your employment history call. I actually had a gentleman just this last week who didn't think he could qualify for a home because he uh, has a new job starting. He was getting a $23,000 a year salary increase and just the job change alone, he was concerned that that was going to stop him from being able to buy a house. <laughs> no, no, buddy, that's not going to stop you from buying a house. Be cautious when you jump ship to various companies. Make sure you are benefiting yourself financially, benefits health and dental benefits, those kind of things, retirements, company trucks, cell phone coverages, those kind of things. That's what's really critical to be watching for. Uh, less than a two-year employment history, don't get nervous about that either. Just just uh, learn what you can learn from uh, your mortgage lender and don't be scared to buy a house because you don't have a whole two-year employment history. There's definitely things that we can do uh, in regards to that. Employment history is super critical. Having a job is super critical. All right, so let's let's table the actual employment itself and you decide you want to become self-employed. Self-employed is fun. Self-employed is really fun. Um, there's a lot of people that just want to be their own boss, fire their boss, and they want to go do the thing that they've been doing for the last couple of years. And they want to, I, and this is this is big in mechanics. I'm going to just use mechanics as an as a, um, example. When you work at a mechanic shop, you start building a little bit of a clientele, you personally as a mechanic. And maybe you're, maybe you're just a grunt worker mechanic at one of the shops in your local town. Great. That's awesome. Uh, but as you kind of build a clientele, people want you to work on their vehicles. It could be that you just kind of want to open your own shop. You're doing enough and you've got enough connections with people in your company that are in, in the company you're working for that you want to just kind of start your own. So you decide to rent a garage and start your own shop. Okay, that's awesome. The big misunderstanding here is that you've got to have a two-year employment history of self-employment. In that situation, when you're leaving a job that you've had for two years in that field, and you're jumping over to become self-employment, it's possible to get away with one year of taxes if we can prove that you're in the same line of work. 
So once you're jumping ship and you're going to go into your own your own um, practice, I guess per se, shop, whatever whatever position it is, uh, just don't wait two years. Get that first year under your belt and get lined up with a mortgage company so that you can get yourself pre-qualified and ready to go and um, file your income taxes, right? So that you can actually qualify for a home. That's a pretty good gig. So people that always, um, you know, that run into this, cosmetologists and um, I guess really not cosmetologists. Most of the time they're renting their booth space. But there are a couple places that actually pay you a salary to be there to kind of get your foot in the door. Um, but mechanics is probably one of the biggest things. Roofing companies, big thing, you know, subcontractors, framers, those kind of ones that have worked for companies and then they decided to go out on their own. So keep in mind that you could possibly get away with a one-year tax record if you've been in that same line of work. So that's fun too. Now, take the next scenario and um, I've just been flipping burgers and I haven't done anything. I've just been working over there at uh, at this burger shop for two or three years and I've just been dabbling a little bit over here in um, making chocolates and I've become really good at making chocolates and everybody wants to eat my chocolates and uh, I really do like making chocolates and eating chocolates and so I think I'm going to open a shop and I'm going to start making chocolates on a broader scale and I'm going to sell them. And uh, so after one year of tax filing, you come in and say, hey, I want to buy a house. No, because leaving one food industry to go to another food industry isn't a proper jump to be able to use only one year of taxes. So you'd have to have a two year in tax, at least two years of taxes to be able to use that income to qualify. So keep that in mind for self-employment. Uh, also with self-employment, there's always this misunderstanding. Oh, I made $200,000. And, but then I wrote off all these things. I have business expenses and on your taxes, it only shows that you made $20,000. You're right. Okay. $20,000 is what I have to use to qualify you on. Now there are things that we can add back in on your income taxes. So there are ways to be able to add a little bit more income to that. But at the end of the day, 20,000 is, is the income that I can use to qualify. So as you're preparing to buy a home and you've decided to become self-employed, you need to look at the big picture of that. You may end up paying a little bit more income taxes. You might just have to uh, for the for the couple years to be able to prepare to be able to buy a home and be able to, to actually qualify that way. Um, there are some fun, unique programs that we can get you in with some specialty, you know, bank statements and those kind of stuff, but not, not on the traditional loan programs. But so with that being said, I just want to re just do a really, really big recap. Lack of two-year employment history on your jobs, not necessarily a stopping point for you to be able to qualify on a mortgage, but it is like a slow down just a second. Let's get the whole picture. Um, that is definitely something we want to be aware of, uh, jumping into a self-employment role and not having a history of the same type of employment that you had before you jumped into self-employment is maybe going to put a little bit of a skid, hit the skids on being able to qualify for a home loan. Um, and then being able to, uh, work with your accountant and work with your debt to income ratio, the amount of money you make in comparison to the amount of money you have going out every month with bills, uh, being able to have a perfect balance there. So you don't have to pay too much to the IRS, but you are paying your sufficient amount that you need to be able to qualify for a home loan. So employment is fun. It's really fun to get out there and just try new things. And as long as you're doing a little bit of a gain, um, financially, you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay doing those jump jobs, jump, jump, Job jumps 
until you get to kind of where you feel like you're, you're home and that's where you're going to be able to um, have your um, mortgage loan just be qualified. So anyways, employment history. Employment history is fun. And I'm super excited that uh, you listen to this. I hope that you have questions. I hope that you get excited thinking, okay, this is where my job is right now. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, but I'm going to work myself up. Or hey, I'm going to jump into self-employment. I'm going to prep over the next year, two years to be able to get this uh, totally just lined out so I can buy a home. So what? You can go out and be an adult and not be afraid. Mm -hmm.